Your website is the front door of your business, but the way teams build and optimize is broken. Stuck between inflexible templates and cumbersome codependent solutions, there's a better, faster way. Enter Webflow, a visual-first platform that empowers you to create freely. Now you can ship web pages in weeks instead of months and save millions in development costs. These are the real results for companies like Orange Theory, Dropbox, and IDEO. Get started today at webflow.com. Webflow, more than a website builder. Hi there, my name is Jenny Rooney, Chief Experience Officer and host of Adweek's Marketing Vanguard podcast. We're so excited to bring you insightful content from key marketing leaders and thinkers. Together, we'll dive into discussions with CMOs and other C-suite executives who are tasked daily with making decisions that in incremental or monumental ways move the needle for their brands, their companies, and the customers they serve. In each episode, we'll focus on one key idea or decision, why they made it, what it caused, whether it worked, and how it has defined the person as a business leader. We also address missteps, poor choices, and gambles, as mistakes, of course, often yield the greatest knowledge. Also, we'll ask each guest to share the names of the people they rely on daily, as well as a recommendation for who we should interview next. I so look forward to sharing these conversations with all of you. Together, we'll tell a new narrative about the power of marketing leadership in driving business growth. Looking forward to having you join us soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm Jenny Rooney with Adweek, and we're coming to you live on site at Brand Week in Miami. I'm so thrilled to be here with Meyer Gupta. Uh, he's a CMO of Kraken, and he and I have known each other for a long time now. And I'm super excited that you're here because I think you have such a unique insight into um, certainly marketing as a growth driving function within organizations. You have a lot of thoughts and perspective <laughs> on the CMO role, um, but you just have a really interesting background that you bring to bear that really informs, you know, your your POV on that and your your opinions. So, Meyer, without further ado, please introduce yourself <laughs> to everybody and start with a little bit about your background. Sure. First of all, thanks, Jenny. Thanks for having me over, and congrats to you and the rest of the team on this fantastic event. I truly enjoyed it and learned, learned I'm taking a couple of things back with me, which is always special. Um, yeah, you know, I, I grew up in India. Um, like many kids, in order to get a job, you either played cricket, which I tried, or you did your major in computer science. So <laughs> I did my major in computer science and uh, spent the first many years of my career as an engineer, and mm. then... Uh, there were two inflection points for me in my career, and the first one was when I used to work at a company called Sapient, which is now part of Publicis. Yep. Um, we acquired an ad tech product in 2006, and one of my mentors asked me to be a product lead for that. So that's how I evolved from pure engineering and technology to building products for marketing and advertising. Mm, that so is cool. how my journey began into the world of marketing. and. I would read Wikipedia because there was no other book for dummies. <laughs> so I would literally go back uh, to my hotel because we were traveling for this during the acquisition, and I would learn about it. So th those were the seeds that were planted, but from a very uh, different starting point in marketing. And then the, uh, the, the next inflection point for me was, uh, interestingly, after spending 12 years at Sapien, which is a little bit more on tech but consulting and agency side, I finally joined uh, Kimberly Clark uh, mm -hmm. to lead digital e-commerce and marketing tech reporting into the CMO. Um, that taught me a lot. Um, it totally changed my perspective where 
when you're on this side of the fence, you are paid and trained to sell technology. When you go on that side of the fence, you really understand um, that it's all about how you apply technology to solve human problems and human needs. Since then, it's been, it's been a ride, um, just learning a lot, um, making my share of mistakes and failures with some successes. Um, had a fantastic experience at Spotify and now very fortunate to be at Kraken. You know, we are um, one of the world's largest crypto exchanges in crypto exchanges and also one of the oldest we just celebrated our 12th year anniversary wow. which is uh, which is um, not a big deal if you look at other categories but for crypto it, it is a huge it deal is a long time to have yeah. the longevity to have that trust uh, in our brand and uh, um, our mission is to drive and accelerate the global adoption of crypto mm -hmm. uh, so that everybody has financial freedom and inclusion and um, being an immigrant in this country it means a lot Uh, mm -hmm. because I've seen all aspects uh, of the financial ecosystem. And uh, while growing up, I was never taught and I never made an attempt on my own to understand how the financial ecosystem really works. So in our DNA, we don't really think about things that are missing. You know, We don't really think about the fact that we are paying somebody to keep our money uh, and then they are making money out of it, but we still have to pay for it, for example, you know, and, and many other scenarios. So I'm very excited and fortunate to be here. Um, very bullish and believer in the future of crypto uh, that will impact the lives of our kids and next generations. Your website is the front door of your business, but the way teams build and optimize is broken. Stuck between inflexible templates and cumbersome code-dependent solutions, there's a better, faster way. Enter Webflow, a visual-first platform that empowers you to create freely. Experience a CMS where you can build dynamic content without code. Native localization that lets you translate your site in one click to reach global audiences. And third-party apps and integrations so you can build faster. Now you can ship web pages in weeks instead of months and save millions in development costs. These are the real results for companies like Orange Theory, Dropbox, and IDEO. Get started today at webflow.com. Webflow more than a website builder. So I want to come back to that in a minute um, because you are so passionate about that. I don't, I do want to go back to your, your background because, you know, one of the things, and one of the things that I, frankly, I found so intriguing about you as a marketing leader was your engineering background. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, focused on like, honestly, education backgrounds of CMOs and, you know, the lines of study, but also, you know, uh, of course the, um, the, the, the work that they're doing in, in different lines of business. Um, you know, some, some do a lot of uh, P&L management, others do, you know, supply chain, like some people have a product. Um, tell me a little bit about that engineering background and why you think, A, I think it's relatively rare, of course, among the community yeah. of CMOs, but um, how it's uniquely informed your look at the role and the power of marketing and organizations. Yeah, it's, um, you know, one, it was all accidental. And so it wasn't really a conscious set of pivots that I made, um, but I feel very fortunate about it. Mm -hmm. um, but thinking about how it helps me um, as I think about the world of marketing, just coincidentally, I think in the last 14 or 15 years, the world of marketing has become fairly complex Um, if mm -hmm. not complicated. Mm -hmm. um, Unnecessarily there, so? No, I think rightly so, because we are operating and living in a 
always-on connected world, you know, massive uh, plethora of touch points. And look at the way we engage and we live our lives and look at the way our kids are living our lives. It's very, very different than the way you and I grew up. So it's just the, um, the inherent evolution that the world has seen in the last 20 years. Some of it is, you know, the evolution of technology, the evolution of uh, the ecosystem where we're living a digital life. We, yeah. we don't use the word digital. This is just the life we live in. So that has forced the craft of marketing to become so intertwined with technology, so intertwined with data. And um, I feel this is the fourth era of marketing where my some of my learning as an engineer helps me a lot as a systems thinker where you are stepping out, you know, so top-down thinking, mm-hmm. but then also bottom-up because it's not an either-or anymore. It's the convergence of um, brand and growth. It's the convergence of... Uh, purpose and profitability, creative and data science. It's not just one or the other. So you can no longer just push on building a brand and, and stand behind purpose if you can't drive profitability. Mm. You know, Or the other way around, where we saw the last 15 years in marketing was all about performance. Mm-hmm. It was all about lower funnel. It was all about CAC, you know, growth at all cost. But COVID taught us that the resilient brands are the ones that truly believe in the serendipity and irrationality of marketing, mm. that you need it both. Yeah. Um, so I feel as an engineer, it helps me connect those dots. And, um, and of course, I surround myself with incredible marketeers who bring aspects and skills that, uh, that are not um, very, um, very inherent in me, which yeah. is creativity, brand, storytelling. But I'm very lucky to have some incredible leaders in the org. I feel like this industry, you know, we obsess about words related to CMOs like around impact and influence, right, and innovation. Um, But those seem like vague terms, arguably. And I think we need to get more clarity. And there's so much focus on it. I think we say this term or we say this this concept of, you know, marketers need to drive business growth. But it's, again, it's almost becoming just words that don't have any real depth of meaning. And how do we start to bring that depth of meaning to that? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, one, we all have to acknowledge that this is one function within the C-suite that has changed and disrupted the most in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that we can't define marketing in a singular way because it's so impacted by the business model itself. And there are three verticals that I like to categorize um, or maybe four, um, but one is marketing and CPG is very different, mm-hmm. right? Because for that business model, where you are still selling primarily through retail, marketing is the only growth engine you have. That's why brand managers still own the PNL. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one vertical, mm-hmm. very different ballgame, very different sets of challenges. Mm-hmm. Compare that to D to C, you know, where you're still selling a product, uh, you still have to build a brand to differentiate yourself but a lot more addressability. Mm -hmm. Different types of questions being asked from the CMO. Um, CAC to LTV, where now D2C is is facing its own set of challenges because the cost of media Mm. has gone so high and the retention in general is much lower because competition has become so high Mm -hmm. in every category. But that's the second vertical. The third vertical, which is very, very interesting, is tech-led companies, product-led organizations like the Spotify's, the Google's, the Kraken's of the world, where... We haven't needed marketing in the first wave of growth. It was all product-led. You built a great product in a great market, strong product market fit. Marketing wasn't needed at scale. No. You need marketing in the second phase of growth. 
where you now have to differentiate yourself. Now you have to create demand because all the demand you could gather organically, you've captured it. Or somebody else, together with somebody else, you captured it. Now you need to cultivate new demand. You have to expand the TAM. Now you bring in marketing. That environment brings a whole different set of challenges because then muscle doesn't exist. Mm. It's a fully grown human body that has not needed the muscle yet. So you're not just coming in to... Um, to do what you have to do to drive business growth, to build the brand, to bring new users in. But you almost have to start putting the points on the board very quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have to earn your right to be at the table every single day. Mm. And you have to balance short-term impact, short-term growth, moving the needle, with long-term impact, long-term growth, which is building the brand. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you prove that? How do you spend the $100 that you have? Mm. How do you divvy it up? Mm. Um, and how do you answer this most critical question, how much of that impact was truly incremental? Mm -hmm. How much of that impact would not have happened if he had not spent on that marketing? Because, hey, we were, it was doing well for the last 10 years. So how do they do that? Like, how, how do marketers need to think about that? So no silver lining, but here is my lessons learned mm. because I've been around in all the three verticals. I spent years... On B2C, the CPG side, DTC and B two B. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I've been on all of those and tech, uh, tech and tech led yeah, as well. Yeah. And the fourth one was B two B, but we'll park that for now. Mm -hmm. um, SaaS product led growth there too. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that when you're in a product led company, there's always this tussle between: Do I invest in the brand? Do I invest in performance? Do mm -hmm. I move the needle? Mm -hmm. Do I really, you know, build that serendipitous connection with the audience, with my customer base? One. It is not a choice. You have to do both. But how do you create that equation? So I feel moving the needle and bringing new users in and keeping them, which is maximizing your lifetime value, that's, that's like oxygen. Mm. You can only live without it for a few seconds or a few minutes at best. So no matter what anybody says, if you are in, in that vertical, you got to own your numbers mm -hmm. and you got to move them. And you have to be the person who is throwing those numbers out genuinely in the water cooler chat. Yeah. That's your oxygen. Yeah. Now you will say, well, but so is building the brand because if you don't have brand, you will eventually die. Yes, mm -hmm. that's like eating meal. Mm -hmm. You still have a runway. Mm -hmm. You probably have two days, two weeks. You won't die without it. But if you reverse it and you index more on just building your brand and you're not moving the needle, then you're running out of oxygen very quickly. Mm. So there's no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. But I personally feel that no matter what you do, if you're coming in that second phase of growth, mm -hmm. you have to move the numbers. Mm. The more you move the numbers, the more credibility and the more buffer you have to do what's, what you believe is longer-term sustainable growth, which is building the brand, invest in serendipitous marketing, and then... Use 80% of your effort to accomplish 100% of your goals. And then you have 20% to do whatever you want. Is that what you're doing at Kraken now? Yes, that's what we are. Okay. That's what we are absolutely pushing towards. So talk about that. I mean, it is, it's a company you said it's 12 years old? Yes. Uh, which in crypto is, is old or is... I mean, that's still standing, still yeah. tremendously credible. Crypto's had a moment. I mean, we've had, you know, we've had a couple <laughs> moments in, in crypto's... Um, Short history. Talk a little bit about that, like how you've kind of weathered weathered that, but now yeah. it feels like we're on the other side of it. And where are you going from here? Yeah. And why? Yeah. Um, 
one cryptos has had its moments. Um, so has TradFi. So has every category. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is, as Kraken, we are not new to this. Yeah. Uh, we are absolute believers in in our mission and purpose. We are we are founded by two incredible co-founders um, who are literally crypto OGs. Mm. So this is not our first foray into a tough, you know, yeah. what the bear runs per se. And the um, purpose behind your company is yes. vastly unique. So yes. I mean, I think there's a there there. Yeah. And and our we have a playbook. You know, when when markets go tough, we go back into our den and we keep producing and keep building great products. And we focus on um, what are the chinks in the armor that we have to keep fixing so that we are ready for the next wave for the next run. So. That's what our focus has been in the last year and a half mm-hmm. or so, just building great products. In the midst of that, we've been launching stuff like our NFT marketplace. Um, in fact, one of our biggest marketing initiative in my uh, close to two years was earlier this year when we announced the partnership with Williams Racing mm-hmm. in Formula One. Um, interestingly, Kraken never did any loud marketing or formal marketing during the bull run when everybody else was Mm-hmm. Trying to be the loudest voice. Yep. We were very, we were very calm, and we were just moving with the motion. You know, doing, staying steady towards our mission. And interestingly, we did it when everybody else was pulling back because mm-hmm. we truly believed that this was a time where we needed a platform to reach hundreds of millions of people around the world, to educate them about the substance of crypto, not just the volatility and the surface, mm-hmm. to educate them about what's broken in the current you know, financial ecosystem and how this great piece of technology and revolution uh, actually enables, brings that uh, financial equity, financial freedom. And so, and and what are the types of use cases that will be unearthed uh, over the next X years, you know, as, as we see more and more development. So examples of how we are leveraging the partnership, um, the Austin race that is about to come, we actually have an NFT contest that we are in the middle of. So we are actually going to use uh, top six selected NFTs, and they were voted by the community on social, and two of them were handpicked uh, by Alex Albon and Logan Surgeon, who are the two drivers for Formula One for mm, Williams cool. Racing. And they're going to be on the rear wing of the car. The two cars of Williams Racing will have the six NFTs. So six creators out there who hold these NFTs will have their NFT on the rear wing being watched by hundreds of millions of people during that weekend. So we are using our prime real estate to educate the world about the power of this great technology. And during our first race, we actually used a Bitcoin white paper to put on the nose of the Formula One, oh, the Williams wow. Formula One. It wasn't our logo. Mm-hmm. We actually put the Bitcoin white paper, white paper there. So that's the ethos of Kraken, you know, mm-hmm. which is I haven't I've worked at some incredible brands, but I haven't been at a place which is so mission driven mm-hmm. I know like Kraken is. Mm-hmm. Um you, part of you know the definition of Vanguard, we call this you know we call the podcast marketing Vanguard. It's arguably it's a platform. It's part of a broader platform at Adweek, right? Where we're really going deep on marketing leadership, and and um, as part of that, we also you know I like to ask questions about wh- listen. Leadership at the end of the day comes down to just the literal individual decisions you're making every minute of every hour of every day. You know, it's forks in the road. Um, and it's the choices you're making that change the trajectory for the brand and the business. So can we break it down? Is there a single year, singular choice or decision you've made um, either here or at previous companies where you look back and you're like, wow, that that was a pivotal moment for me based on a choice I had to make? Yeah. It's either affected your brand, your business, or even perhaps the wider industry. You know, What do you look to? 
You know, there, there are a couple, and I'll stick with Kraken because that's most relevant. Uh, that's the life I'm living now and hopefully for many years to come. Um, the Williams Racing was was a very interesting choice that we had to make. Yeah. And we knew that we were we were taking a massive risk, mm. not just within Kraken because this was our first ever global partnership of this scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that in the 12th, we are in the 12th year, but marketing at Kraken is still a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the yeah. newest muscle in the body. So, um, but we've been very, very excited and very pumped about what the year has been and and uh, it's going well, going great actually. And But there's, there's another interesting one, which I think goes back to the point I was making on data and, and what marketers and marketing has to do in, in these, this vertical. Um, so forecasting growth in crypto is very difficult mm-hmm. because um, external factors and influences dictate so much on what's going to happen. You know, unlike It's not like you're going through seasonality and you can predict it. Mm-hmm. Even if you bring any depths of machine learning and AI, it's very hard. But late last year, as we were planning 2023, as I came on board last year, um, I decided to challenge myself and the team to come up with a forecasting model, to forecast growth, to forecast users that we are going to bring on board and retain. We knew that it was going to be very challenging to hold ourselves accountable then, yeah. because once you put a number on a piece of paper, it doesn't matter what you put in the assumptions column. Yeah. Those numbers are the numbers you're held by. Totally. Yep. So we did that. And uh, I think it's changed the way we think. It's changed the way we operate across the organization. Um, we are now working backwards from a goalpost. We are, we are, there's tremendous partnership between uh, marketing, data, product, finance. Um, we are challenged often with a lot of tough questions. But every time those tough questions seem unreasonable, once we are done with answering those, we feel, oh, wow, that was a great set of questions and debate. So it was a choice we had to make because I could have very easily just, you know, just let that go because, like I said, it's almost impossible to forecast in a volatile category like this. Um, But now our modeling is much more advanced. We're getting better. And uh, it has led to a lot more transparency and visibility cross-functionally within the organization. And I think it has helped me come a lot lot closer to the CFO, to, to the VP of products to data and so on. Yeah, you're living your philosophy, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we always talk about, I know you talk about the CMO narrative and, and just, you know, um, but you, you're you doing the things that you're advocating that everybody else does, right? Yeah, yeah. And and um, you also are surrounded by some incredible leaders um, who bring a very similar mindset. So again, for marketing and marketers to thrive, you need to have an environment where you're given a chance especially in the second innings, right? Um, that's the caveat. That's, that's a caveat, yeah. yeah. You, you, and, and a belief that you will inevitably make mistakes. Yeah. You will inevitably miss things. Uh, the key is, are you learning enough and are you learning fast enough? Um, and, uh, and you're using those learnings in, in what you do after that. I love it. Meyer, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you this for is, being here. Thanks always, for having me. Always so much incredible knowledge and and perspective on this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. 
You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening.